I'm Bobby. I'm Nathan. And let's let's make a podcast. Well, let's make a podcast called This Could Be a Podcast. Deal. Done. Have you ever been on a like a dog sleigh? Like a sleigh pole? A sleigh or a sled? Sled. Because there's a difference. Uh, Well, have you ever been on a sleigh? Not (laughs) pulled by dogs. I've been on one pulled by horses. Okay. Have you ever been on a sled pulled by dogs? No. Okay. I've been on a sleigh pulled by dogs. You've been on a sleigh pulled by dogs, really? <laughs> Those are impressive dogs. No, no, I've, I've been on I've been on a sled once with the you know the the Iditarod style dog oh, yeah. sled, yeah. And it was interesting because uh, I went into it thinking, you know, a little bit like, oh, you know, these poor dogs are getting, you know, not abused, but just they're getting taken advantage of. Sure. And then the the guy made a point, and, and I saw it with my own eyes, is that he's like these dogs. When they're born, they want to run. They it's want just, to pull want to and do. run. And as you're sitting there waiting for them to tell the dogs they can finally go, yeah. those dogs are just doing nothing but just chomping at the bit. Just ready to fucking go. I'm yeah. ready to go. Ready. Uh, yeah. And also just like a lot of those dogs are bred for cold and they love snow and everything. Every dog loved what it was doing that day. Yeah. Every dog. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I have never experienced it. I've never. I had a coworker who was really into mm-hmm. Dog, uh, sleigh, r- sledding. Yeah. I don't know how you'd want to say it. Uh, and I, yeah. I would recommend doing it once, and then you never have to do it again. Oh uh, yeah, no, he had, <laughs> like he was trying to put his own team together, of j- and just like had a bunch of dogs, and it's just like, oh well. I mean, this is one way to live your life, I guess. Yeah. I mean, everyone kind of has their own little niche, don't they? And I don't then, know. Do I have my own little niche? What would you, what would your niche be? I you? don't know if I have a niche. I I mean, collecting old. Vintage I video got equipment. Stuff. I mean, but not really. I got some. My mother for Christmas, God bless her heart, gave me a couple of new splicers. Oh, okay. And so like old timey, like eight millimeters, sixteen like, millimeter splicers. That, like tape splicers. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, I mean film. Yeah. So fi- I mean, you put the film in and like, you splice it. You splice it. Yeah. And you sit there and you make your little marks and you slice it. That's you, cool. I've never actually done it, but I own like four of them now. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, so that's a thing. Where did she find those? I have no idea. You don't know. I have no. I idea. would say that's your hobby. I, I don't. I want to say it's a hobby because I don't like actively pursue it. But <laughs> at yet all. you have. That's the closest uh, thing to a hobby you have. Yeah, that's the only thing. Like currently, I collect. I used mm-hmm. to collect a uh, Bruriana. I like think that's a funny Bruriana. Bruriana. That's a fancy word of saying like beer, like stuff at advertising and like. <laughs> Mugs and uh, signs and crap like that. That's gotcha. like, like the that's the fancy word. It's uh, the fancy smith. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever Bruriana? Okay. Bruriana. So the Potosi Brewing Company, mm-hmm. their museum, the Beer National Brewery Museum, is sponsored by the National Bruriana Association. Just FYI. Do you have any valuable pieces? Uh, no, I don't. Like one really cool hams, whereas like you can see, kind of looks like something when you squint and it looks. With the f- waterfall, you can kind of see somebody's name or something. Are you excited for <laughs> the uh, Peyton Manning Hall of Fame smiling bust for Michelob Ultra? Uh, no, but that does sound kind of interesting. Yeah, would I, you ever want that for your collection? No, I've got for, like a I've got a Bartles and James like mirror that has Archie Manning on it though. Well, that could go <laughs> in your collection. <laughs> Is that like, part of your uh, beer collection then? I yeah, guess. Bartles and James. Yeah, it's right. like a Bartles and James. It's like a super, and it's like a really ugly picture, paint, like because it's an illustration of mm-hmm. Archie Manning, because it was like painted, painted on. It's super weird. That's an interesting thing. I mean, Archie Manning had a very disappointing career as far as win loss record goes. <laughs> right. He was the he was a good quarterback and a historically horrible team for 
a very long time. He, he played for Baltimore, right? Uh, was it Baltimore? The oh, the Saints. Yeah. Okay. Let's look up his Archie Manning stats. You want to learn more about Archie Manning? Yeah, because I think it's. <laughs> I want to know the like how long he actually played on a horrible, horrible team. Because <laughs> that's all I really know about it. I just know that like forever he played. See, I thought uh, what's his name? Not, who's the not Peyton? Which one's the bad Manning? Eli? Eli. Cooper? I, th- I thought you, Eli, scroll up. I thought Eli had a dumb looking face, but Archie Manning's this young well, picture of him. Well, we know where Eli got his it dumb looks, looking looks face. kind of dumb. It's it's funny that some people just have, have a dumb looking dumb face. Dumb looking They're face. Not, like Eli's not dumb. <laughs> Eli looks like he's dumb. Eli looks like he's dumb he, as Eli, shit. Yeah. And so does like Rob Gronkowski. There's, you know, number like Neanderthal features, <laughs> yeah, if you will. Yeah. I mean. But it's but there but you know I can't like speak the, for like Rob ep- Gronkowski but I can like Eli Manning it has to know what the, the fuck's epitome up. epitome of slack jaw. Yeah, like that's yeah. <laughs> like that's I remember just mouth breathing. I I was a big fan of uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, I enjoyed well just mostly because I enjoyed Adidas as a brand uh-huh. and uh, University Adidas. of Ten- Adidas uh, Tennessee mm-hmm. uh, where Eli went to college. Uh, was, you mean Peyton? Uh, Peyton, yeah, yeah. Peyton. Uh, Eli went to Ole Miss, right? Uh, anyway, they were a, they were Rebels. they were in a Adidas school and had like it was really interesting, just like their white and bright fucking orange uniforms okay. it, with an, an Adidas uh, take you know the style okay. of you know like white shoes with like bright orange fucking stripes. It was I thought it was really interesting. I really liked it. Okay. And then when Eli came back, I mean, came back. Peyton came back for his last year. I was like, oh. So he's not like, you know, too cool for school. Mm. You know, he was like, I'm going to go ahead and finish my degree. I'm going to do one more year of football before I enter the draft. I'm like, oh, well, that's, you know, kind of smart. I, I I love that everyone, and I and I do like Peyton Manning. I want to qualify that with what I'm about mm-hmm. to say. But uh, so that the, I just saw the commercial for the, the smiling Hall of Fame bust uh, <laughs> beer tap thing they're okay. making okay because you can't smile for your hall of fame bust everyone oh you can't everyone has a straight face on it, oh okay? and that's is, why oh, that's what the bit but is. that's not what we've known and i'm paraphrasing what the commercial says but like <laughs> that's not how we've you know come to know peyton yeah. manning you know for someone that we've admired watching and uh sure. enjoying life with and stuff like that yeah. he, he deserves this blah 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 but we as a collective, we've forgotten about the oh, sexual yeah, like assault. Oh yeah, like sexual assault <laughs> issues. Yeah, issues in that wasn't in the for, like when high school when this was happening. I think maybe it was even your early days of high school. It was college. No, for me. Oh, I, was, I got you. When as, you as sexually a, assaulted as a, a personal trainer? When I was, well, no, no, <laughs> not my words. Uh, no, uh, I. Uh, yeah, I was just like that was not at the forefront. Anyhow, so yeah. I go to college. Eli, go, I mean, Peyton goes to the Colts, uh-huh. and does i want to know the correlation here does okay right uh, yeah i mean he, he went to a like, bad team like most he number one a bad team and it, old, and it took him a while for him yeah. to you know get it to a performing status yeah. and in the meantime i'm in college and i'm on collegehumor.com yeah and just and that's what you do you just scroll through hey what pictures were added to college humor mm-hmm. like that was a thing of just like what pictures were added to a website and then you'd go to the website and look through all the pictures yeah and there were constantly pictures of Eli Manning at Old Miss, and he looks once again he looks slack jawed yeah. as it is. Yep. But they would always be drunk, him just drunk <laughs> as shit, yeah. surrounded by hot girls. And it's just like, I don't like this guy. Yeah, I don't like this guy at all. No, he looks dumb. 
privileged younger brother. And not that Peyton's not a privileged. Right. Well, I mean, here, once again, second oldest. Archie Manning was not ever at the forefront of my like. No. Like concept of him because he was a so shitty. He, he, he was a, a shitty. Well, he wasn't a shitty quarterback as far as I pulled up his stats. Here. Is he I better mean, than Kirk Cousins? Uh, no, Kirk Cousins is better than Archie Manning. <laughs> okay. But um, I'm going to make sure. He, he but he went that. 35, 101, and three in his career. In his. That's tough. Nearly 10 year. Yeah, 10 years starting career. He starts to taper off around 33. Played, he did play one season with the Minnesota Vikings, which huh. I did not know. Yeah. But. Um, in, in, like Before playing on an historically bad team, he, he never played on a team that went uh, that was above eight hundred or okay. above five hundred. Sorry, never played oh, eight geez. and eight team. <sighs> but I mean, uh, twenty seven hundred passing yards in his second season, um, thirty four hundred yards in his nineteen seventy eight season. Looks like that's his best season. Is nineteen seventy eight throwing for three hundred and uh, three thousand four hundred sixteen yards. How many touchdowns? 17 touchdowns. It was a different time back then. It was a different time. <laughs> I mean, West Coast offense I mean, hasn't been invented yet. Well, yeah, you're right. It was <laughs> right around the time where they're like, hey, guys, you, what we should what do, just what like if we took our like, fast guys? You know, hold, stay with me. Stay with me. Hold on. We're going to take these guys and we're going to put them on. We're going to put them far away from the ball. Yeah. Okay. Like by the sidelines. Yeah. Like way away. And then what we're going to do is we're just going to have them run really fast, like towards the end zone. Yeah, and then if we get a guy, get, here's where it gets tricky. The quarterback, he's going to throw the ball really far at him, at at the wide receiver, <laughs> at the guy right? who's out there. And if the guy's faster than the guy defending him, he's got a pretty good chance of catching the ball. And then he can just run right in the end zone because right. there's nobody there. There's nobody there. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It's this crazy thing. We keep like we keep trying to run into where everyone is in the defense. <laughs> you know, we're doing all these slants and slants post routes and traps and, and stuff in the middle. Yeah. Uh, where we're just trying to push big guys around. Yeah. If, if we just run by them, we, we don't have to worry just, about it. And then we have to throw the ball. Through. That's, That's all, all we got to do. do. And then the receiver, of course, has to catch it. But That's, I mean, we're taking a lot of variables out of it. You do like that. You know, you do that a third of the time. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of 17 touchdowns. <laughs> Bill Walsh is just, a, he's a freaking genius. Let's take Jerry Rice. How about this? Hold on. Let's, got, okay. You, this got guy's you? pretty fast and good. Fucking just have him run down the field. We'll have Joe Montana. He's got an arm. Yeah, and he'll just throw it down there. He'll just throw it down. It'll there. be like a hell. What do you mean, like a hell mary? Like every single time? I mean, you can look at it that uh, way. I mean, that's a dumb way of looking at it. But yeah, you know, in the hell mary, when they all kind of bunch up together, we're going to eliminate that, and we're, we're not going to do that. We're just going to have like maybe two, two guys, guys down there. <laughs> yeah, and then a, when as, they get tired of like when guys get really angry and they're going to start putting out more pressure in the, yeah. in the uh, back in that secondary, we'll throw it underneath. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then if we really wanted to, maybe we'll have a guy who's really good at like twisting and turning and we might give him the ball like, I don't know, two touches. <laughs> well, I mean, then it opens up the run game for sure. But as of Vi- watching the Vikings in the 90s when Randy Moss came into the, onto the team and we already had Chris Carter. And, and Chris Carter, It was, yeah. uh, I mean, Warren Moon into Randall Cunningham and uh, Randall Cunningham was a, uh, he was out of the league for a little bit. I believe he was like laying tile and stuff like that in Vegas, I want to say. Was that it? And then the Vikings, the Vikings turned to him for injuries, I believe. But it was his career resurrection was being on a team go figure with Chris Carter and uh, Randy Moss. But again, it was it was just Randy. Here's our West Coast offense, our genius plan here. <laughs> Randy Moss is just going to beat somebody just, off the line and then just throw his hand up. And all you have to do is throw within like a 10 yard vicinity of him. And, and he'll, he'll get catch it. it. You'll get it. He'll catch it. I mean, also Carter was good too. Exactly. You know, that's why that's why it worked because it was like, well, fuck, we can't double team Randy Moss all the time because then Chris Carter is just going to kill open. us. Yeah. And then if we, you know, double team both of them, again, then we have. Oh man, you could have won a Super Bowl. 
Oh, man. They had the dig at the Vikings again last night where the Vikings are already getting their ass handed to them by the Packers and stuff. And then they have to go up because Dan Reeves, the coach of the Atlanta Falcons, win in uh, I have no idea. 1997 in the 98 uh, playoffs. The Dirty Birds, the Atlanta Falcons, mm. that ended up upsetting the Minnesota Vikings mm. in the NFC Championship game. Mm. In the third quarter of this fucking beatdown, they just had to bring up, oh, Dan Reeves and how, oh, I just love that Dirty Birds team that uh, oh. yeah, beat this these Minnesota Vikings to go to the Super Bowl. And it's like, God damn, you guys, and stop. And they got trounced. Just twisting the fucking knife in. Right. Oh, yeah, they got they, destroyed. They got destroyed by New England. Tim Dwight of the Tim Iowa Dwight Hawkeyes I, returned like, a touchdown for. That was the only touchdown that they did? Or? I don't know if it was the only touchdown. Maybe. But I always thought it was the only touchdown, but Tim was, Dwight. There yeah. was very few highlights for the Falcons when it should have been an amazing Super Bowl between, you know, the Minnesota Vikings and their high octane offense sure. and then the well rounded Denver Broncos. It would have been fantastic. I just remember a kid had, like, Tim Dwight came and. This is not my story. This is my buddy's story. He like one of the best barbed wire tattoos in all of professional sports. Tim Dwight. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Dwight came and spoke at their high school. Of course. And then he went and was like waited around for people to sign like his autograph. On was stuff. it his white supremacist speech or was it his? You can I, I speech? have no idea. Okay. He Anyhow, just so always out of context look like a white supremacist. Just well, that's a, that's what happens when you get a skinhead. Yeah, you know it kind of. Tim Dwight that. is not racist or <laughs> uh, believes allegedly in, uh, like a, I don't know him personally, honestly. Oh, you don't. But he does have a barbed wire tattoo. Oh, he does. So I mean, he's got that going for him. I can't blame him for the. Have the you late ever 90s. wanted a barbed wire tattoo? No. Never. No. And I think it's because Tim Dwight. Oh, I'm like yeah, that doesn't look good. But anyway, would, I'll go back to you. I always, story, so. I would no. I, well, anyways, the kid went up and had like a Pokemon card signed by Tim Dwight, just because. Fantastic. That's all he had. Yeah, very successful white yeah, guy did, in the NFL. The idea of uh, Tim Dwight just being handed a Pokemon card and saying, "Can you sign this?" <laughs> what, was it after his playing career or during his playing? I career? Thought it was after his playing. Okay. Because I want to say he only lasted after that. He had a pretty decent career. We'll I thought up. after the. After the he, his Super Bowl appearance, he was kind of done. No, no, no. He's one. Oh, ninety eight to two thousand seven. That's a solid NFL career. And look, <laughs> oh, I mean, that's, uh, let's look a little, little. See, if he's in a, or different, maybe he just left. He, he went to San Diego. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he played. He went to San Diego for a bit. He was always one of those reliable kick return guys. I think that's yeah, punt and kick returns are his main mo. How tall was he? I believe it said five six, five five eight, eight. five eight. See, that's my height. I could play. Yeah, I could have been playing in the NFL. You could have been. Could have. Yep. If I want I could have. If you could turn back time and, and play one sport professionally. Well, oh, hey, it's almost like his birthday is almost the same as my birthday. Wow. Who knew? You could have been Tim Dwight. I could have been Tim Dwight. Wow. Me and Tim Dwight. <laughs> it's so close. Different breed. Different breed. Okay, so if you could go back in time. Uh, yeah. If you can go back in time and really focus on playing a sport <laughs> in high school, you know, to pr- potentially guarantee to play professional, what would you choose? Oh, I don't to play professionally. Yeah, like you would go and play professionally. Uh, I guess football would be the only answer. Really? Yeah. I mean, not wrestling. No, just because okay. I will. You I, don't want to represent your country as no. Yeah, there's no like or be in the WWE. There's nothing good. Like it doesn't go anywhere. Like you like after the Olympics, yeah. after college, like there's some national team stuff, but it's not huge. It's not a money maker. You can go around and give motivational speeches the rest of your life for uh, literally hundreds of dollars. Uh, Right, and that's, I mean, right. Two other professional uh, wrestlers. Like, I thought about for, like, half a second, like, my first week of college. I'd be like, mm, I don't know. Should I just go see if I can just join the football team? Just walk on? Just walk on. I mean, just, you know, 
3A. I mean, Division 3. Yeah. It was like, yeah, you know, I could go and you know just throw my body at some guys. Yeah. Why not? You're not going to, like, like, jump into starting. You're not claiming and that. And it's like, uh, no, then it's like, no, that's a dumb idea. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really bad idea. So I didn't. You didn't have the itch to go play football in college? Uh, no. Not I mean, really. obviously you had to have it I mean, I, I, enjo- I enjoyed football quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, just because it's, uh, I think it's a good blend of not boring and boring. You know, there's, there's. There's it's action packed, but then you catch your breath and you can refocus and yeah. regroup, and you know that way it breaks up the monotony. I find you know basketball, it's like it's like just go go go. I mean it's just all the same pace. Yeah. For, I mean that's the way it feels to me. Mm-hmm. I'm sure somebody out there who's just just yelling at the top of their lungs saying, "No, basketball is just oh it's it's got so much ups and downs and paces and changes." And the, I just find it to be boring. Okay. Same thing with like hockey and soccer. Well, I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but basketball is dumb. No, basketball suffers the same uh, thing, suffers from the same thing that baseball suffers from, is that what they're doing on the court or the field is very, very impressive, but they're so good at it, they make it look very easy. It's not easy to throw or hit a 95 mile an hour fastball. Right. Yet they're doing it with comical ease throughout, you know, a game and going three for 10, you know. That the course of your career can put you in the Hall of Fame, yada yada yada. That's a and again, it's just like a NBA player shooting a three point shot or like you know driving right. the lane. It's it's not easy to do, but they do it with such grace and uh, regularity. Right. Where it's like, okay, yeah, I get it. You know, Steph Curry's you know beyond the half court line, raining threes. It gets a little boring. That and for me, it doesn't matter for the most part. It doesn't matter until like the last yeah four minutes. Yeah, that's and, and that's. Just, and that's Basketball specifically, ba- well, basketball and baseball. Too. I mean, no, baseball. I mean, the, la- the last two innings of the last two innings of the game is the where like baseball you- can be a story throughout. Okay, it can be a story of many innings and broken up uh, into different things. See, no, that's football. Football no, is no, football. <laughs> no, football can definitely be that as well. Yeah, but uh, at, at some point in time, though, this is what basketball, and to a lesser extent, baseball don't suffer from is that it's it's statistically impossible for the team to come back at some point in football, like. The, oh, uh, yeah. You know, like last night when the Vikings oh. are getting their shit handed to them by the, the Packers, there was a clear point in the, you know, beginning of the Fourth? third quarter. Oh. No, no oh, I don't, they got their I, I ass wasn't paying attention. Um, they were starting their backup quarterback. So it was it was a whole thing. But again, even the announcers are like, you know, it looks like the Packers are going to win this game in the top of the third. You know, they're like, looks like sure. the Packers are going to win this game and they're going to clinch the one seed and the Vikings are going to be eliminated from playoffs. And it's a lot for an announcer to it's, start moving on from the the game that's the in game front of that's in front of you, right? Because then, you, what else do you have to talk about? But uh, right, in, it's it happens to a lot of teams. It, but with football, there's it's since it's so consolidated into one day a week, or you know, you know, majority sure. of the games are one day a week. You are not given that quantity that basketball and ba- baseball do. Where if you had baseball well, and basketball just... focused on like Saturdays, and that's the only time they played games. Yeah. Then you would have those ebb and flows in uh, in a game, right? And that's I mean, once again, I, f- I feel like it's, it's a broken record for me. But if you can't figure out who the best team is in your sport after a hundred games, there's something wrong with your sport. Who cares? No, people who who don't want to sit there and say. Oh man, can did you catch that baseball mm-hmm. game last night? Oh, is it going to be more important than the So do you thir- think the NFL three? adding week 18 to the situation was to determine I'd, we really we were missing I did not like that at all. Yeah. I didn't like when they added 17. 
Okay. You know, or, yeah. But I mean, I think it's all to make money because there is a financial <laughs> aspect to this. I yeah, mean, that's was that that was the reason that they had like uh, you know a hundred years ago when they had a hundred games because they were worried about money. I don't know. Well, no, that's because they were far more popular of a sport and could sure you know it was just what you did. Same thing with boxing. It's like hey, boxing. It's like a guy goes out and boxes like three times a year, and that's mm-hmm. it. That's awesome. That's fine. I like that. But again, you're talking about a physically demanding sport as far as like as they, compared w- to when they were talking about uh, when all the soccer players started collapsing and stuff and they were brought up. It was yeah, the you, flopping. No, no, no. When they were collapsing from presumably getting vaccinated or something. But there was a rash. Of, I have no idea. I have no you idea. haven't heard any of this no. in in uh, big soccer leagues. I'm assuming the Premier League or other leagues because there's I don't know how many soccer leagues. I don't there. know. You're asking the but right guy. There was a run of players collapsing on the field, and in the uh, the anti-vax or whatever you want to call it world, they were drawing up the conclusion that well, what's changed? Well, all these players in order to play had to get vaccinated, and then they started speculating as far as. What? Why wouldn't this be happening in football? Why wouldn't this be happening in basketball? Why, you know, where you're sure. your high level sports where everyone's vaccinated or it's supposed to be vaccinated, right? And with that, and the uh, I forget who I was listening to, but they made a great point. It's like the the soccer field is so much bigger than a basketball field. Where yeah, in the comparison yeah, yeah. of the, there's constant running, it's constant cardio in basketball. Yeah, it's like but it's a mile, shorter, like twenty miles a game for soccer. I think it's eight miles on average that a player that runs. Yeah. Okay. I think it's eight miles on average that a soccer player runs. It's a lot. But, but it's, a, it's a bigger field than a football field. It's a smaller court for a basketball player. And then in football, there's the built-in, like, rests, you know? Sure. There's, you get, when you're on offense, you're on offense. And then when you're done, you get to sit there and catch your breath. Sure. Versus the constant thing. That yeah. was just an interesting thing where I'm like, you know, that's, I've never really put that all together with soccer because... Talk about a boring sport, but <laughs> just a bunch of running. But again, it's just it, running. They're they're running a bunch. There's a yeah, and even with hockey, like hockey is a very cardio uh, intense sport. Are all the hockey players dropping like flies? But there's how many lines? Like how many lines of uh, soccer of hockey players coming in and going? You know, yeah, coming off know. the ice, and it's also smaller as well. So you're gonna enjoy. It's this. interesting. I'm not gonna speak with authority on that because I have no idea. On what? Soccer. I have no idea. Oh well, I mean, you can just Alexi Lalas played like soccer. That's about all I know. Yeah, well, you can you can say it? that the field is bigger and they run a lot. Oh yeah, it's big. You don't and have to. I mean, that's and they run a lot. They do run a lot, mm-hmm. and it's just it was just weird because they had be boring. I mean, I think it was in the twenties the amount of players that like collapsed on the field with like heart issues and heart issues. Yeah, yep, that had to be like taken to the hospital. It's because I don't pay attention to soccer. I have no idea what you're talking about. Right. Uh, maybe. And then know. you only watch, you know, NPR and CNN. And I don't watch CNN, like, <laughs> at all. I don't watch broadcast television. Yeah, right. I don't. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. I don't. I, I know don't. you watched Anderson Cooper's New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I was, in, I was at home, and I was back at our hotel in bed by the time 1130 rolled around. Wow. So you didn't do anything for New Year's? Nope. Wow. Nothing. Like, we were just sitting around, hanging around, and then we went back to the hotel room, and we swam, and mm. and then we, or no, we swam the next morning. Oh. I can't remember. Wow. Anyhow, 
Yeah. Ringing in the new year in a pool. Just a real, real nonchalant new year, man. That's what. I saw a video. It was a TikTok video that someone made on a. I forget. I think my wife might have shown. Not of you. No, not of you at the pool. But it did. I'm sure it would go viral. Uh, But it was (laughs) apparently on the uh, Anderson Cooper uh, New Year's Eve special on CNN. Yeah. They had uh, had a ticker full of tweets because that's a thing. Oh, sure. Saying. Happy New Year, everybody! But yeah. but uh, it was a run, and I don't know if it was a real video or not because it was so crazy. But also, there's another side of it that I want to talk about. Kay. But it was all like fake, fake Twitter, twi- Twitter, fake Twitter names, twi- like Anita Blackman yeah. and Malone Cock or yeah. something like that. I, th- I saw like a little bit of that. A little bit I of that. It. Yeah, I did it. And I was like, "Well, is this a real video?" And then, because he's making the point in this thing, like, oh, "It's CNN. Do they not have someone checking this?" And then that was like, "They're doing this." And this is my hypothesis. They're doing it because no one's watching this. And if um, they do this, then people will at least talk about it on the internet. Right. Also, like the co-host also like was tripping balls or something. I, I, there was some video. I didn't get to watch it because I was like, I'm not going to listen to this right now. And then yes. I gave up and I never went back to Reddit. And that's. That I wasn't going to watch it. This guy freaking out. I don't know. But what, what makes more sense that there's someone asleep at the wheel at CNN. Uh, or I would there's... say uh, an unpaid intern who thought it'd be funny because in his internships done at on the first of the year. Okay, so might as not well. a calculated move to get people to pay attention. <laughs> I, I I doubt that. Cause... When was the last time you watched a New Year's Eve show? Because for me, it was high school. Ooh. It's been a long time. Uh, I think it was probably twenty years ago. Yeah, so high school. Hi, no, no, or no. I mean, it was fresh, freshman year of college. It was the longest. That's th- a totally different time, you know. It was. A, it was <laughs> part of my. It was part of my longest. Uh, so after I, 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 after I left my parents' house in the fall of two thousand one, mm-hmm. and I moved pre nine eleven. Pre nine eleven. It was like three weeks before nine eleven. Like nice. I'm just open. And yeah. Uh, so like three weeks before nine eleven, moved up, went to start a college. <laughs> Thought for a hot second about maybe I should join the football team because I like oh, that's you know, a callback. I, I miss that. I'm, I had I had a little bit of an itch. That's you know? what like, I was asking. I li- I, like I I like I like football. I like to exercise. I yeah. mean, literally, I did four sports for four years. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a, like in high school, I was in football, wrestling, track, and baseball. That's why for I asked all the question. four years for all four years. And I was like, mm, I'm kind of getting an itch. I should probably be doing. I should be in the season right now doing stuff. Yeah. And then it's like, and eh, no, I won't. Anyhow, so moved up, went to college and then semester is over and this is back in the day they don't do this so, so much anymore i had a whole month off of college yeah and they kick everybody out of the dorm and say everybody go home for a month and i moved home for a month and that was the longest i've ever been back that living living in, with my parents i you know i never didn't spend a summer there mm-hmm. I never spent an entire winter break there ever again. Yeah, I mean, nine eleven changed the world, so I get it. The world, you had to grow up real quick. Cha- the world changed. Yeah, and honestly, like it was awful. Like I just drank too much. Probably, mm-hmm. I remember one time we got lit and went to a basketball, like a high school basketball game. This is like. What are we? What am I doing? I Did guess, you have a group of friends that stayed back in town, or were uh, they no, all back was, in town no, as no, well? There was, you know, kid, there was a couple of kids who were still in co- high school, and a couple of kids who were just back, and a couple other kids who were just hanging around. Gotcha. And it's just like, oh, I guess this is dumb. This is bad. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, no, that's where I, I uh, spent New Year's Eve. At uh, went to a New Year's Eve party at uh, somebody's house, gotcha. and uh, 
they uh, were watching. Watch Dick Clark. Watching, I don't know if it was Dick Clark at that point. But I mean, he was the gold standard for the show back then. I'm sure. I'm trying to. It'd be pre Ryan Seacrest or right as Seacrest. I don't remember like when the frozen head of Dick Clark <laughs> <laughs> went into into cryogenic freeze. Uh, he still hosted the show like three years after he was cryogenic after he, frozen. Like after he had that really bad stroke, yeah. <laughs> it was just like, ugh. Uh, I remember like having watching that, having it on at that point. I think. I remember that at somebody's yeah. house and then somebody threw up all over. It was because bad. of the show? No, just they drank too much oh. and they were just. I'd, it'd be better so if they threw up because of the show. And they're just children. I just can't take it anymore. I just can't take it. I remember, I remember in 2000, I remember like watching the ball drop uh, mm-hmm. in the year 2000 uh, and Bill Clinton, you know, like he talked up. All worried about Y2K? Is that what you're doing? Uh, you know. It was a real legitimate concern. Just wanted to see if everything went <laughs> off the grid. You know, I really, I really enjoyed the end of uh, of uh, Escape from L.A. like a lot. And I was like, yeah, that'd be interesting. Wouldn't that be interesting, kids? Yeah, because didn't they use did they use Y two K as the reason why everything? No, went they down? just it was like a massive electromagnetic pulse that like shuts down everything. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, that <laughs> would also be an interesting movie. What if Y two K happened, or what if it did and we just didn't realize? They it? did. They made a made for TV movie. Before Y two K, before Y two K, Y two K, yeah, I'm talking about afterwards. Let's <laughs> do it made, right. They made a Y two K movie before Y two K, yeah. And I just, I'm like, I'm not. I started watching it. I'm like, this is garbage. It was like, okay, all right, we're here at the, you know, some naval base in the middle of the South Pacific, <laughs> and it's a j- f- fighter jet just, you know, roaming around doing stuff. He's like, okay, all right, there's the clock. It's it went over. We're okay, everybody. Oh, 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 no, oh, no. Crash and burn <laughs> is like, this is idiotic. Yes. Was it on uh, the Lifetime channel? Or? No, I think it was NBC. <laughs> I want to say NBC made a made-for-TV movie about Y2K. I've done this every single time I've ever watched one of those New Year's Eve specials where they show the crowd in Times Square. Yeah. And I, I'm a little bit claustrophobic. I'm not, like, super claustrophobic, but, like, let me keep us going to a number of festivals that I've gone to and stuff like that. There's a certain element of in that crowd of people where you're just, you know, you're, this is where you're at, right? And if you don't yeah. think about it, you don't really freak out. But if you start thinking about it or yeah. if the crowd starts yeah. to turn a little bit, yeah. that's where it's like, holy shit. I remember I was at a Nine Inch Nails concert where all of a sudden, like, it was really peaceful. And then, you know, like, it was peaceful. I was like, not a violent crowd. All of a sudden. All of a sudden, then there was this, like, stampede of kids like a show got done yeah and then they were like waiting for that show to get done before they came to the nine inch nails show so we were all kind of like hanging out evenly spaced kind of all around just yeah. casually watching yeah. like, wow can oh, you believe okay. there's nine not inch, a ton of people here nine this inch nails. is great this is pretty good and then it was like a stampede of kids and it was just like everyone was Ooh. pushed and then it was like holy shit that was a little alarming because it, it, it just happened so fast and then no one really gave a shit and i always think about in those big large group situations like first off how long is the line at the bathroom? Right. I mean, I how guess, many people? I guess some people wear diapers. Some people wear diapers. Some right? people wear diapers. They're there for eight hours and they just wear a diaper. Right. What are you? What are you doing? You're just standing there staring. You're not, there's no show you can see. Yeah. I mean, there's. I don't know. There's like a stage, but you are so far away from that stage at, at certain points where you're like, I have no idea. What the fuck are we doing? And you're doing right. it all just to be in that place at that moment when a ball drops and you can't even see the ball for most of the time. Like, yeah, I wonder if. Uh... Would you teleport in if you could? I don't think so. I mean, if you had like re- somebody who had a really good office and could watch it, would you go there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, if you could, if you could uh, upgrade 
your spot to experience it in a better sure. way? <laughs> sure. Maybe. It's, yeah. it's still a maybe then. Because you know, you really don't want to. I remember the last festival I went to where I was kind of like, you know, maybe it's just me getting old and like I, I was pissed off at this festival because the sound sucked. And so I was looking to upgrade the experience because the it was like a festival that was not prepared to be a festival. They had Ooh. they had food, but it was like all in one spot. And then everyone, it, every every line was forever. So Ooh. you had to you yeah. had to wait and wait and wait and wait to I get guess. anything. And I remember just looking at like, well, what if we upgrade our tickets, our VIP tickets, like maybe first off, maybe the sounds better, you know, or whatever, what, whatever oh. the situation would be. But I'm like looking like if we upgraded to this VIP section, would it make the show better? Yeah. And I'm like, in a normal situation, yes. Sure. In a normal situation, yes. You get like maybe weight service or something like that or, or foods included or something There's like that. There's a hot dog table. Yeah, hot dog table or something. But no, not in this situation. It's like, no, nah, I'm good. What's the point? Yeah. This is going to be shitty even if I pay extra money to be in a VIP Ugh. section. section so. Hard pass. Yeah. No, and that, I mean, the thing is like when you get into big crowds like that, it literally can turn on a dime. And mm-hmm. then you're stuck. And right. you're swimming. You got to yeah. swim. And, yep. that's, and that's tough. Oh, man. I mean, right. And again, my, a lot of my context for this is just being at festivals and stuff. But I mean, when the only time I crowd surfed at the Red Hot Chili Peppers show, uh, when I fell three times or it was like, you know, you fall basically because yeah. not everyone's ready for someone crowd sure. surfing when sure. they're staring at a stage yeah. and you're coming from behind. So I fell three times and like you fall and then you're at the feet of people that may or may not realize that, no, you're, that down you're there. there. Right. Yeah. And then some people dicks do this to like get to the front of the stage. And so people are like, no, I've been holding this spot down all day. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Kind of things. And sure. So you got to be like, no, no, no. I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. So I like, so I don't seem like a scab or something. And so they pick you back up and you go. But there was one time I fell and like someone caught me by like my, my, my foot. Ooh. And so I was like falling down, but like was going to fall down harder unless someone like grabbed my yeah. foot. And yeah. then I, they didn't like the Hulk hold me up or anything, yeah. but I, but it stopped me from falling full force. Full force right on your face. Yeah. And, uh, but it was yeah. just terrifying because you're looking up, you're on the ground and you're like, shit, I got to get back up. Mud everywhere. Mud everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was a good experience, but again, yeah, I would never do it again. I, so I went to get this. Uh, so the, I don't know if I ever told you about my time at the dot fest. That was the one Oh seven dot five concert in Des Moines, Iowa. This isn't with, uh, uh, Sugar Ray. Ah, uh, no, this was it was it, like it was like my first big concert I ever went to. It was the Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. You have talked about Smash, Smash Mouth. Mouth and Run DMC and Run DMC. Yes. And then I don't remember. There's there's. Forgive me. I said Sugar Ray. <laughs> you said Sugar Ray. How dare you? How dare it I? was Smash Mouth the summer that All Star became a hit. Uh-huh. So fuck you. <laughs> okay. That was a real big get for okay. the Fest there. Yeah, well, I think it was before it was before it even came out. No, I'm saying that's that a big was like, get. It was they caught him on the way up. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to say that Walking on the Sun wasn't, you know, a banger, a banger <laughs> and a huge hit. Yeah. I played it for uh, Marching Man one year. So yeah. you tell me what's, <laughs> that's not a good song. Anyhow, it's good song. It's good song. So, uh, so I did, I did a little bit crowd surfing, you know, me being 15 year old and dumb as shit. Yeah. And just crowd surfing. I remember one guy getting kicked in the face and his glasses falling off, mm-hmm. but also the amount of like sexual assault. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I'm like. I am not comfortable with this. Like, the at all. groping of a of a girl crowd like, surfing, full like full on hands down pants, and it's yeah. just like, what? Yeah, what is the? What are you doing here? 
Well, and and I don't have a daughter, but if I did, I would say never go crowd surfing. At never a show. Don't, don't unless you want to get groped. I don't like. I haven't seen a lot of crowd surfing. You know, mm-hmm. I haven't been putting myself in those places yeah. anymore. I've tried to remove myself from you know, that kind of vice. Well, uh, so there's a lot of girls that sit on shoulders and show their titties. I mean, that right, happens. Right. Well, I think that's different. So, well, it's Once very. Well, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. But the, the worlds are not that far removed from uh, the girl that's drunk enough to take off her top on the top of shoulders and then the girl that's willing to go crowd surf. I don't think. I don't They're a little close. I'm not trying to justify sexual assault because I agree. You're right. It's inappropriate touching. I don't touching. think most girls, when they say, you know what? I want to crowd surf, you know, think about having like full on hard groping. And it's just like, I don't. I don't understand that. I blame all. Smash Mouth. And they're you inciting could. a sexual assault. You could. You know. <laughs> uh, Are you claustrophobic? Uh, no. Really? I wouldn't say no. Because going back to my time playing football, too, I remember being underneath the, the scrum, uh, underneath yeah, the pile. Yeah, being on the bottom there of the pile. A, there was a, you know, when, you're, when your face mask is up against the dirt, you know, and like it is being pressed and into the dirt. And you've got like five dudes on top of you. Yeah, and you yeah. have to just kind of tell yourself like, just breathe, just breathe. Because yeah. there's no getting out of that thing until everyone's off of you. Um, no, and I, it's I've, I generally don't try to put myself in scenarios. I, I can imagine like sometimes I'll think about like having to turn around. Like if I'm like in a pipe or mm-hmm. a cave, Ooh. and I gotta like turn around. Yeah, like and then getting stuck and stuff. I remember there was like a great uh, reading rainbow segment. Oh, great! Reading <laughs> Levar Burton, and like he's going spelunking with dudes. Mm-hmm. Like, just you gotta learn because you know, there's just like there was an entire reading rainbow episode about fucking spelunking. Yep. Who, who knew? It's a great program, anyhow. And the dude's just like, okay, all right, hey, I'm gonna go down this like little, and it was like literally a foot and a half wide hole in a fucking cave, and he goes, yeah, all right, here right. I go, see you later. And like, <laughs> arms, like his arms are straight up, right? Because that's the only way he like could slide through, yeah, and it was just like. Like, who was the first asshole to do this? Right. Like, let's like, just go down you, here. I, no, I saw a video of, like, the same kind of thing the other day. Like, and it's like, oh, for you to go into this cave, you have to go through this hole. And you have to, like, it let go all of the air in your lungs <laughs> to fit through. And it's just like, who is who would do this first? Who's well, the first guy to do this? In my mind, always goes to, that's fine. You're in there. How the fuck are you getting out? How, unless you Why know you there's out? a beggar, like, they're hole to get out. Yeah. No, I, mean, I don't. Well, because we we recently watched uh, the Abyss and Crimson Tide. Okay, beautiful. All right, but again, this uh, similar situations where less less so for the Abyss, although it probably should have been. You know, sure. getting claustrophobic yeah. or feeling like you're going to drown. Yeah. But uh, I remember thinking when we were started Crimson Tide, I was like, God, being on a submarine for any extended period of time. Ooh. No, thank you. It's, no. Yeah. I wouldn't it, want that at all. The idea, and well, I I do a lot of mental. Uh, exercises like that where I think about like, hey, what if what if my room was like a spaceship and yeah. like and I was only stuck in this or a prison cell yeah. or or whatever. Yeah. And I'm stuck in this place. Like how mm-hmm. would I survive? What would I do? And I think a lot about that. Like wh- you know the idea of like hot bunking beds where it's like I share a bed with a dude. Yeah. And we're just like constantly missing each other. Like he gets to sleep in my bed and you know so on and so forth. It's mm-hmm. so it's so weird. It's a it's a very weird world. And then when you add the element of like warfare on top of like a submarine, right? Where you're like, well, everything's. I guess you can maybe breathe into a meditative state, where you're, or you can get used to it, or something like that. But like, yeah, 
it seems even like on a spaceship, you know, there's a built-in escape plan. You know, it doesn't seem like that's the case. There is not one of those really. for a submarine, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, there I mean, is. Might, there might be one for the captain. No, there, I mean, there's like, hey, you know what we should do? We should get to the top before yeah, we exactly. fucking die. Which the captain can decide <laughs> if that's what we're going to do. If As can. compared to, oh, we're just going to kind of wait here, I guess, and right. hope for the best. No, I like. Well, I, like in Crimson Tide. I mean, they're trying to fix the radio so they can yeah, get a message. Uh, and Try to figure it out. You know, before it's like, it is a nice, simple movie. It's you know? a good movie. I like that's yeah. a good movie. Gene Hackman plays a perfect asshole. He He's, really does. Like, and I really truly believe he is he an asshole mm-hmm. i don't know Probably. has he just been playing an asshole for so long that you know that's just who he is yeah i don't know or was he always an asshole and he just found his stroke he found you know? he found his niche yeah i'll just constantly play the asshole that's all i gotta do I, guys i know i've talked about it on here before but it's it's the mark Wahlberg playing a guy from boston effect like if mark Wahlberg puts out a movie and he's not playing a guy from boston i want nothing uh, to do with that nothing movie. to do with it if he's playing a guy from boston i'll think about it Gene Hackman uh, behind enemy lines, great, great asshole. We recently watched the the Don't Look Up. Um, oh yeah, with Leonardo DiCaprio and needed more Gene Jennifer, Hackman. That's Jennifer what I, Lawrence. As soon as I got done with that movie, I went click. I'm like that. Did you watch Gene it? Hack- I did watch it. Yes. Yeah. Well, Jennifer Lawrence was the the Gene Hackman of yeah. or the example, the Mark Wahlberg example when she plays a specific and I my best correlation or my best uh, yeah correlation is uh, uh, Sharon Stone. I think she is this generation's Sharon Stone, where she can play like that character sure. fine, sure. and then really anything outside of that, it's not as good as when oh, she yeah. is that character. Yeah, I think of her in like American Hustle. I think it's the first. I time. literally just watched American Hustle yesterday. Yeah, and she's great in that. She's yeah. playing, you know, the superficial bitch, crazy bitch. Yeah, crazy bitch. Perfectly fine. It's like Katniss everything, crazy bitch. Yeah, just do that all the time. Well, I didn't think she was that great in the Hunger Games, but I only saw the first one. But I regrettably watched all four of them. Ooh, why? Uh, My wife was so disappointed. She she read the the book. Oh, I think at least one of the books before the movie came out because I don't know how many of them were available. But she got pretty far in sure. to the books. Sure. And when that movie came out, she was so excited and she's like, "All right, we got to go see this." I'm like, "All right, cool, let's go see this." She's like, "Can't wait for this." Ooh. And she was so disappointed that it was not as violent as the books are. I thought the first one was okay. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, and then the second one is I'm like, oh, well, this is dumb. And then like, this is the point where I was in my movie review show and I had free like movie tickets all the time. <laughs> Brag much. <laughs> it was, it was, so it's like, that's back when movies were like 12 bucks a piece. Too. And it was literally like, ah, oh, the fourth one just came out. Ugh, that's so dumb. And then I'm like, oh, they just added the third one to, mm-hmm. to Netflix or stars or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can watch the third one right now and then go immediately to the theater and watch the fourth one. You had nothing I, better to do with your day. I have nothing else to do today. Wow. I think my wife was out of town with all the kids or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, well, I guess this is what I'm going to do for this. Horse. Is that the shittiest short film ever made? Like where all, your like, wife and five <laughs> kids go and you're just. Well, the cat's away. The mice will play. <laughs> I'm going to watch Hunger Games 3 and 4. Here we go. And then it's just you being disappointed it's, about your choices uh, and happy that your wife's and children are home. Oh, this is horrible. It's, it's a five minute movie. It doesn't take much <laughs> to, to like tell that story. 
I remember just like getting done with the third one. I'm like, this is so fucking dumb. Let's go finish this <laughs> fucking shit off. I was, uh, let's just, let's, well, because then, then I went. So through. you had a bad taste in your mouth after the third <laughs> one. Like, you're like, let's oh continue God, this. I want to fucking ride this bitch till it's over. three cocks in my mouth. Let's go right now. Let's go. Uh, and, well, that way I could go and I could go on my little shitty show and say, what a piece of shit. I didn't say it like that. I'm no. like, this is And then dumb. you find out you couldn't actually say that. I couldn't. <laughs> and that's why we got canceled. Oh, man. But uh, what'd yeah. you think of uh, Don't Look Up? Um, I thought it was depressing. Yeah. And I thought at points too heavy-handed. Okay. And at points you know, too dumb. And at points, like, once again, sad and frustrating. Like, the entire thing. The entire movie is built around being frustrated. You, it's, it's, you're supposed to be frustrated yeah. with how things are. And, mm-hmm. and just because that's, you know, hey, that's how the government works, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's fucking frustrating. It's not. Yeah. And uh, it's. I could have used a little bit more send up on, on media. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit more. Did you notice Michael Chiklis was in that movie at all? No, I saw his name, but I, I right, I yeah. saw his name, and then I saw like a small like I think it was at the end, at the end when they were going through like here's everybody. He was like one of like the conservative commentators. Gotcha. But he was only on the screen for like two seconds. So I mean, good agent. I <laughs> get your name in the credits. Yeah, you get your name in the credits. Like, okay, my client's gonna get his name in this credit. Okay, <laughs> listen. Okay, I know he's getting cut down. You're pairing him back a lot. You yep. got to get. Liam so I remember reading his back. name in the credits. Yeah, like, oh, Michael Chiklis. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. no, he's only in like for two seconds. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Uh, so I, I could have used a little bit more uh, media criticism. Yep, I, I think that would make that would have been good. Yep. Um, I think that, I thought that was some of the stronger points they had, though, which is why I wanted more of it. Yeah, that, that's. I mean, like a real shitting on morning talk shows, just a little, little bit more. Yep. I could that's I could have used it's a that. valid point. I, I tried or to maybe re- maybe it was the right amount and I just needed well, something else was other some other kind of media criticism. Yeah. But uh I thought I thought you know, as a, as someone who comes from a conservative line slash libertarian line of thinking, mm-hmm. it's like, uh I don't I understand what you're saying. I understand that this is all an allegory. Yes. I, I get that. But people aren't are followers. Are people following that stupid? Well, <sighs> and that's actually what I had to separate myself like, from. Because uh, right. I'm like, I get it. I get what you're. Yes, I get it. I get what you're trying to do. Yes. Yeah. Climate change is an asteroid. Yes. Yes. I uh, also, I, I mean, I'm gonna throw some COVID in there. I, you know, I'm like, I'm like, at what point was COVID? I, I, it, like, I think COVID overshadowed it actually, kind of, because it was, uh, because I think if COVID didn't happen. That analogy of climate change being the asteroid heading for Earth, yeah, analogy would be or allegory would be uh, very obvious or something that people would latch sure. onto a little bit more. Yeah. It gets a little muddied when you bring in COVID, and you're like, trust the scientists. <laughs> yeah, trust the scientists. All this different stuff. Where I and I, re- I had to cu- uh, consciously like remove myself from thinking yeah. that too much. Basically, sure. like okay. Let's live in the world world where it is there is no allegory. It's just yeah. a meteor coming, okay? And that kind of stopped me from hate watching it more than I wanted to. Sure. You know, or yeah. you know, hate watching it. I didn't want to hate watch it. I just I mean, 
Because I, I like Leonardo DiCaprio. I enjoyed the ending a lot. But the ending was good. I like I'm like that's what I want. A little, little bit where she forgets Jonah Hill is hilarious. Uh yeah. Speaking of another guy that when he when he plays an asshole, he's great, it's which great. makes me think he's a fucking asshole. Which I don't know. which is fine. But I like I thought yeah, I thought he was great. Uh I could have used that dialed back a little bit. Also just well, liberal Hollywood, you know. Liberal Hollywood, you know, the idea that and it's like uh Meryl Streep I think did a fine job. Meryl Streep a, she pres- a president wanting to nominate a shitty like a David is a David Clark governor sheriff David Clark yeah. right is that his name I'm trying to remember I can't remember the the character's the, name but. well no like oh, the, the, no in real the, life yeah okay in real life there's a shitty bullshit neither name I can remember. uh I I want to say it's not I think it's David Clark mm-hmm. he's a re- he's a piece of shit like you know talking you know some things I'll subscribe to about like hey we know we should people should be more caring about their families and, and stuff like that. And not like you need to respect police at all times. Mm-hmm. Like he got like a guy in trouble because in a, pl- on a plane, on a plane, like the, he was flying back and forth. This, the sheriff guy mm-hmm. was, and he's like, Hey, are you sheriff? What's his name? He's like, I don't think you're a good person. I think that you're, you know, a bad public figure. I think this blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And he had the the guy thrown off the plane because he's like, oh, they, this guy was threatening me because he doesn't believe in police and blah blah blah. Anyhow, doesn't okay. matter. Anyway, yeah, I think I that only proves the point that I don't think COVID had a like a big play in on it. Like uh, I don't think. Yeah, I I'm just think they had an agenda that was heavy handed, and I I know this from watching going rewatching South Park again and South Park taking an interesting turn. Uh, in Donald Trump's presidency, so they do a they do a really good job of having Mr. Garrison be the Donald yes, Trump figure, yes, yeah. right? And it's just rewatching it in the same time I'm watching don't uh, don't look up, where you you really we were really divided before COVID happened. COVID only oh, further yeah. the divide, exasperated right? it. Yeah. yeah, it's because one of those things where you're either you know you're in that camp and find all this funny, or you're not in this camp and find it outrageous, right? Sure, and it's 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 like the let's go brandon thing that we talked about before like yeah. if let's go brandon happened in a way that made fun of donald trump the the, the they would never stop laughing about it they would never stop laughing about right it. it would always be funny right because if something is inherently funny it should just be funny it is funny even if you are a democrat yeah. it is hilarious that let's go brandon is like this really nice way of saying fuck joe biden like sure I mean, it's just a funny, it's a funny way that it all played out. Now, people don't find it funny because they're, you know, leftist or left, liberal left uh, Joe Biden supporters, right? Yeah. But if it happened for Trump, they'd find it hilarious, right? Uh, Right, well. Which just shows the divide that we have. Like, a lot of the jokes that I think that, you know, uh, don't look up we're trying to make were in that camp of like, look at this fucking idiot over here doing all this fucking stupid shit, right? And they did a pretty good job, pretty good job of making fun but also not l- relying on that like not that was the only thing we're going to do just sure. shit on how stupid you know, Donald Trump's character <sighs> right. is here or uh, you know the the whole media deconstruction too that was a yeah. a great way to kind of level the scales i guess yeah i just think that looking back at him like well yes that's what they're trying to do that's what they're clearly going yeah, to do they're, they're going to be heavy-handed doing yeah. that but they also I also think too, like, we, did you ever watch the movie? Uh, is it Vice 
or uh, or Dick. It was Dick. It was Dick. I, I always get those two things mixed up. I think up. it was Vice. Was it Vice? It was Vice. It was Vice? Yeah. Okay, the, the movie Dick about Dick is, Cheney. Dick is the one about uh, Richard Nixon. Yes. So Vice. Vice. With Christian Bale. Christian Bale. All no, right. I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it? No. Where, are you going to watch it? I mean, eventually. I mean. Do you mind if I ruin it for you? Uh, not ruin it for you a little bit, but give you a little something? Dick Cheney shot a guy in the face. Yeah. They rarely mention that one, but uh, yeah. I mean, they gloss it. Was over. On that guy. It was that guy's fault, by the way. It's a movie about, you know, make, not necessarily making fun of Dick Cheney, because they have to really not just shit on Dick Cheney the entire time. Right. But they are, at every time they can, shitting on Dick Cheney. Rightfully so. He's a horrible human being. There's no world that, you know. He's a true patriot, you fuck. Well, he's alive and Tom Petty's dead, which to me is out of whack. But anyway, can can we not just trade Dick Cheney for somebody? I mean, I'd rather have John Madden than Dick Cheney. So can we not make a trade? You know, really? But there's so they go through this whole movie, right? Of vaguely shitting on Dick Cheney and more overtly at certain times. Yeah. But then at the end, Christian Bale as Dick Cheney turns to the camera and basically justifies all of his actions says it we were attacked by nine you know in 911 and yeah. what would you have done to save the country blah 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 and all this yeah. stuff and i'm like oh uh. that's how they got the movie made they they made all these jokes and at the end they said you know they turned to the camera he literally turned to the camera and just like spoke directly and like in those few sentences yeah just kind of negated everything you just saw and being a piece of shit because he's like justifying his actions yeah. right sometimes you need an asshole Exactly, kind of thing. Pussy dicks and assholes. Yep. So again, the justification of how things get made, you know. Oh, you're, you're being a dick. <laughs> that, he should be a dick in that situation. Pussy dicks and assholes. Pussy dicks and assholes. Yeah. Well. So I don't know. I think I think it it was fine. It was fine. Uh, I think it was fine. I I what it did best was it it made me feel frustrated. Like that's like that's what I was going for. I think so. And that's I did feel that. I did feel that sense of desperation in that uh because climate change is gonna kill us um, or just the media no just like just the idea of like being sisyphus pushing a rock boulder up a hill mm-hmm. like everybody has that word you're sitting there screaming in the sky that hey look this is what what's Yelling going on ha- this is what's this is what's happening this is the actual problem that we're facing right here this right in front of us mm-hmm. and everybody talking oh maybe it's this is the problem maybe this is the problem no 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 this is the problem right here this right here right in front of you what i'm trying to tell you right now that's a real problem well and again a, another credit to the leonardo dicaprio and jennifer lawrence characters and the way they set it up in the movie is that they have an altruistic uh belief like or there's there's no ulterior motive to their actions right they are going in you know like a deer in headlights they're just like we have this information this is, this is, what and they're nervous because my my wife mentioned like it as the movie starts like he's like freaking out you know they're all freaking yeah. out and stuff like that and like my god like why are they freaking out so much i'm like well you know they I they understand that they might be overacting here a little bit but they might be setting something up here you know and i think that's what they were doing is setting up like we're really freaking out and then they immediately yeah then they immediately run into calm calculated well, let's not worry Sit about it. Let's get. It was a good running gag to the uh, general selling them the free snacks. That was a, like I thought that was funny. That's funny. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. What a piece of shit. Because uh, those they're, those guys are out there. Yeah. Like those people yeah. are out there just like eh, that joke. Could... That joke came from reality. That happened to somebody. Uh, somebody like oh yeah, I, I have no reason at all to make another twenty bucks 
out of this scenario. Yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just. What do you stand to gain out of this situation? Actually, twenty bucks. <laughs> twenty bucks as compared to like everybody knowing you're an asshole. But right. well, but if you're so powerful enough that, you know, if you're like, in like in so far deep that nobody can question you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody's gonna. Well, I I'm just thinking of examples of this situation too because that happens like in succession when Kendall's character is kind of first starting to lose it in the first season and he like goes into a bodega and he like steals like a candy bar or some yeah, shit like that yeah. right he starts stealing yeah. shit just to randomly what steal are you gonna it. do what are you gonna do right what are you gonna do and there are absolutely people that are that powerful where you're like yes oh no i just steal things for the fun of it because because i can't because you're not gonna yeah you can't do what are you gonna do about it yeah uh i like which is more of a problem than climate change i'm gonna say (laughs) uh rich people stealing from bodegas just uh rich people in having that kind of that uh, kind of power grandiose power and mindset yeah they don't they can do whatever the fuck they want because i do going back to my point though too of like there's uh there are clear agendas when it comes to every topic especially every political or every topic in the political sphere Right. Everything's a calculated move. No one's sure. You know, I always say Donald Trump and abortions. <laughs> if you think Donald Trump hasn't paid <laughs> for thousands of abortions, you're a fucking oh, idiot. Thousands? Not all his, but just thousands. thousands. Oh, he's paid for thousands. <laughs> yeah. But like, listen, my groundskeeper. He can't be <laughs> okay, we can't be doing this. I won't do my Trump again. But, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Uh, but again, yeah. like, he. I always loved it, like when he came out as uh, like religious, because he because you have to, you know, just to be sure. uh, as a political thing. Sure. Political. Like, sure. Have we not been watching the same reality? There's no way this guy goes to church and he comes out as pro-life. There's no fucking way. Right. I, There's no way. I, that's always been my thing about the religious right. The the far yeah, believe like the far right conservatives who are that by the Bible thumping yeah. portion of the of yeah. the population. It's just like I you 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 know what this guy is doing. You know what he says, you know what he believes. Mm-hmm. You know what he's done. Um, it's not a hard A plus B equals C equation here. As compared to, I don't get me wrong. Also, Hillary Clinton. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. She's also not religious as well. Like, right. there's no fucking so way. But what, she goes down to a Southern Baptist church and all of a sudden has a fucking Southern uh, twang and like. Well, listen, was it her on? Was it Charlemagne the God and uh, uh, like? Hey, what's in your purse that you always have to have on you? Oh, I've got to have hot sauce. I've got to have hot sauce. Oh, what do you mean? You racist trope. What do you mean, Hillary Clinton's walking around with a fucking hot sauce in her fucking purse? No, yeah. she's not. First off, does Hillary Clinton even walk around with a fucking purse? Does she not have a right. person she, to carry she the purse? Does she have a bag, man? She's, she's got to have a bag, man, man right? right? Yeah. <laughs> fucking hot sauce. She's not walking around with a fucking hot sauce in her yeah. fucking body. But again, it's like, it, it's not... Why is it? Why, why are we believing this right away? Well, why well, did Charlemagne the God not be like, fuck, show me in your fucking purse right, right now. now, hot sauce? Can we get can we get Hillary get Clinton's purse? Somebody go down to the bodega really quick and steal a bottle of hot sauce. Real and quick. Louisiana hot sauce. What kind just of hot sauce? Uh, I don't know. Just fucking get it. Texas pizza. I don't and, care. And then when you make sure when you get it, open it up and dump half of it out. So it looks <laughs> like. Anything. And if you can dry it, use your hair dryer's crust around the edge too, so it fucking looks like it's been used too. Right. Okay, let's fucking go. Hurry up. And if you don't think there are people in the background doing that exact thing <laughs> or thinking about it. Okay, if we get it. We can't just have a sealed bottle of hot sauce in our purse. Fuck, 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 fuck. Have you ever heard a reporter ask Joe Biden a genuine question? 
Charlemagne the God, apparently. Like, yeah, you got uh, Kamala Harris on her toes. Well, and also, I mean, Joe Biden too. I didn't hear anything. About uh, no, Joe this Biden. is uh, this was during the campaign. This was uh, back when, when he said he wouldn't take any vaccine. The uh, Trump made. Uh, no, this is when he said, <laughs> "If you don't vote for me, you're not black." Oh, yeah, that's right. You're not. That black. was. Okay, <laughs> I was gotcha. like, "Why is this guy, this guy who like used to run? I don't know if it was at in Atlanta, you know, some shitty." You know, hip hop morning show yeah. is the only one actually questioning yeah. real fucking making real questions. That's absurd. Yeah. Well, media criticism, media criticism. We need to have it. Also, tech criticism in uh, Don't Look Up as well. Uh, the mm-hmm. Mark Rylance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everybody like that was really interesting. Uh, maybe I could have used a tick more of like the shitty apple comparisons mm-hmm. to go before like, i thought a little more elon musk musk than uh than, uh, see, I, I was but it was an amalgamation of a character yeah. of a character for also sure. the idea of, like and i've questioned this as well like the idea of like harvesting like minerals and shit off of asteroids and that's shit. a thing that's like a- that's a, like what would it take for us to put like an asteroid in orbit around the moon mm-hmm. what would that take Ooh, uh, uh jeff be bezos done? and could elon be musk hell i don't know if Jeff Bezos could, yeah. but again, another another solid point to the movie. It's like that that would be the justification. That would and, be the thing that would lead to be like, wait, 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 wait. We can't do this because get this. This is a real thing. Most of the precious minerals to make the things we like are in China. Which right, right. Like wind and solar power and uh, like those precious metals. I believe it's I believe it's the magnet for uh, wind wind uh, technology, windmill technology. Ninety percent exists in China. Um, well, no, though. Well, also, it's just uh, I'm, you know, listening to a whole NPR okay. podcast just about fucking make, right making ba- making batteries. It's not NPR; it's Marketplace. Fuck you. Okay. Well, do they still talk like this? Uh no. She talks like this because Hollywood's aggressive, and she's left, and now she's working for uh, what she she's doing some kind of uh, like tech, like a t- what's the hedge fund? <laughs> like, oh, great! I'm <laughs> glad. Oh, she's gone from. Oh, really? <laughs> it's like you're leaving. A, you're leaving marketplace for. You're, you're leaving you're radio. Leaving a, you're leaving American public radio to start a hedge for, fund, or media, American public media to go be part of a hedge fund, <laughs> huh? What? Uh, okay, all right. You go ahead. You do you, girl. It's kind of like the head of a pharmaceutical company going to <sighs> run the FDA C- or CDC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, uh, hmm. uh, how'd you get that? <sighs> But yeah, the idea of the idea of uh, it's like such a dirty process, uh, you know, getting rare earth minerals. Yeah, mining in general is a filthy practice. And here's the deal: for the last thirty years, you know what we did? We treated China like our dumping ground. Like that's what we did. We just took yeah. and we said, "You're going to be the manufacturer of the world." Thanks, mm-hmm. guys, and you can pollute your air and you can do and be pieces of shit over there, and we won't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. But that all that's coming at a cost. Well, I I was I forget the podcast I was listening to, but they they brought up uh, I believe it was Mao Zedong's uh, the first five year plan that they had. I oh. believe it was in the fifties. Oh, but um, to to turn around the Chinese uh, economy, they basically were going to not enslave but kind of enslave their population sure. of people. So basically, they they locked everyone down and said we we're going to corner the market on iron. So we're just going to take every pot and pan and you're going to smelt iron in your backyard and that's what you're going to do. And it like crippled the economy. It starved like people starved to death. I forget the the exact number, but it was it was 
tens of thousands of people that starved to death yeah. because they took all of their cooking pans and they didn't let them go Jeez. outside or anything like that. It's crazy. And I want to do more research on it because like they kind of just explained it as something that, you know, everyone knows. I'd never heard of it. But uh, yeah, but uh, it's it's been a long time coming that China's been trying to turn around its economy. And well, well I mean, through totalitarian means, they've seemed to be they, doing it. They're so. doing OK. Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know. Well, do you remember like the Hong Kong protests? I mean, that was the one thing that came out of From COVID. two years ago? Yeah, like <laughs> right before COVID started. Yeah. Yeah. Where it was fucking nuts. Yeah. And then COVID happened and then we all stopped talking about the Hong Kong protests. I mean, free Richard Gere to this day cannot work because he thinks uh, Tibet should be a free free state. It's nuts. Uh, remember when everybody freaked out because like, you know, um, Donald Trump, like first day in office, like went and said- called up taiwan mm-hmm. like yeah. and, like said oh you're like a real country yeah and that pissed everybody off everybody oh i can't believe he's flaunting the norms here it's like oh this is probably a norm we should probably flaunt remember I mean, when john cena had to apologize john in mandarin, mandarin? Oh. there's so many of those things where again this goes back to kind of like you know NBA. donald trump saying he's uh you know religious and pro-life or hillary clinton saying she has a a bottle of hot sauce in her purse it's like no 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 no. we should be able to call this out this is kind of bullshit this is bullshit like and we can't we have there are clear lines that china has control over at least our media and our entertainment that they have a control and it's not that hard it's not a conspiracy theory i mean they own disney that's not a fucking crazy conspiracy theory like it's they have complete interest my wife uh put on aladdin while she was uh Wonderful. Cleaning up the house and everything like that. And they had a disclaimer in front of Aladdin. Oh, saying like this includes uh, former racist stereotypes? Yeah, that That's were real thing. that are wrong now and were wrong back then. And I forget yeah. it, the whole thing. I'm like, And I was trying to think, like, what is the racist stereotype that they're trying to... Like, what are they apologizing for? Uh, I mean, Jafar uh, is Jafar's, just a bad guy. Jafar's darker skinned compared to like everybody else. Okay. Like, I just want an explanation because like, like, it didn't seem like that's a like that's part of it. Also, just I don't know, like his Robin Williams Im- improvised uh, shopkeeper at the beginning might have said something. OK, maybe I, I don't okay. re- I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly. I just want an explanation because some, sometimes it would be if they wanted to play the one, you know, the, the one Looney Tune during World War Two where, you know, they're playing uh, very racist Asian characters and stuff. Yes. And, yeah, if they want to do that, I'm like, oh, I see it. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. I get it. We're better than that. Now. Yeah, that's a lazy joke. Sure, whatever. But, yeah, yeah, I think Jafar is darker than everybody else. But there has to be, okay. But I I think you have a better leg to stand on that Robin Williams impersonations might be, yeah, I think, might be where it's at. Because I couldn't think off the top of my head, I'm like, well, Jafar is just a bad guy. I mean, I don't think there's anything like, racistly negative about he's not saying every person yeah. in the you know eastern world is right a horrible I, wizard I, I don't is, is he a wizard or is a shaman a, is he a wizard i don't know is this a wizard thing? he does have a parrot which and a staff so he's pretty much a wizard he's pretty much a wizard <laughs> especially when he gets that power oh right oh, i love that movie yeah, it's a good movie. Is that? Do you have a favorite Disney movie? That was my favorite for a very long time. When did you like? Did you did you like it as a child? Or yeah, did you just appreciate yeah, I was like, it I had, yeah, and I have uh, I had like a genie T shirt. Really? Yeah, that had like multiple faces of the genie, like doing all kind of goofy stuff. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. 
See, when every time a Disney movie came into my house, it was because my sister picked it to watch. So I immediately hated it. Oh. And I was like, this. Even the Aristocats? Yeah, the Aristocats. I, 101 Dalmatians I tolerated because of dogs. But, uh, dogs. Uh, like Little Mermaid's fine. I was too young to find Ariel hot. Um, oh, yeah. And then, you know, the Beauty and the Beast, she must have wore that fucking movie out. Like I wasn't a big Beauty and the Beast guy at all. No. Yeah. And so I always just tolerated. Didn't really care for the Lion Disney King. movies. It was it was fine, but again, like when I'm going to the movie, you know, when I'm going to Blockbuster or Family Video locally, around yeah. here, you know, and I'm looking for a movie to rent, you know, when I'm ten years old, it's I'm not full going metal Disney. Jacket. Yeah, I'm going. Like, Give me Revenge of the Nerds. Let me see a <laughs> panty raid. You know. You want to talk about problematic? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know if can you make a he trick somebody to have sex with them. In the zero gravity, in the room. bounce, in the bounce in the bouncy house. house, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know. uh, this is. She liked uh, it though. I'm not trying to justify. <laughs> what's the name? Uh, what's the name's in that? Right. The head nerd. Yeah, no, not the head nerd. I thought it was the head nerd that tricks the girl in the dark. No, it is. Uh, I mean, there's Ant- Ant- Anthony Green. No, Anthony, Anthony Anderson. Anthony, no, Anthony, Anthony Edwards. Edwards. Anthony He's Anderson one of the head the nerds, and then yeah. there's the other nerd. Yeah. Uh. But then also Timothy Busfield. Yeah, Timothy Busfield, the bus man. The bus man. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Timothy Busfield's also in that. Uh, also a queer character. Yeah. Yeah. It's yep. like, oh, that's interesting. A little progressive with their insensitivity yeah. as well. Right. And they didn't make fun of him. Right. And then- uh, And they accepted him, by the way. And then just the guy that goes, nerds! Yeah. I just like the idea of like being so passionately gangry against these, uh, just- the other, the right? Fucking nerds. It's, it's fucking nerds. I can't fucking believe it. Fucking nerds. Did you like Revenge of the Nerds when you saw it? Uh like as a high schooler or I mean as a child, mm-hmm. like the edited version on TV. Sure. Oh. I don't I might have watched it in its actual like full like production, like maybe in college, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh but that was about it. Just for it. class. No, just like <laughs> Somebody had it on the TV, and I like. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess you guys are watching Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. I don't remember this part. This is weird. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. All well, right. like, I mean, not saying sexism did or like <laughs> sexual assault didn't exist. All right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look. Yeah. Uh, oh my God. So we were watching. Uh, tell me if this has ever happened to you. So we were watching the first episode of Yellowstone, the, the new season, season four. Oh, okay, right. Oh, season no four. spoilers. No, well, no spoilers, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this. I haven't watched a single episode of Yellowstone yet. That's fine, and this won't make you want to watch any of them. But okay. So, but you're familiar with some of the characters, right? Absolutely. I mean, I understand Kevin Costner's in the program. So Kevin Costner's daughter. Okay. Okay. She's a badass. She's a badass chick. Right, and okay. I say badass with quotes around it. She's yeah. she's she's she wear a leather vest. She wears leather in a sexual but also tough way. Okay. Okay. She is tough. Actually, that's she's like, tough. And that is her through line. Okay. She doesn't like, take any my, shit. That's on my autobiography. <laughs> that you wear leather sexually and aggressively. Yeah, the Nathan Rebarger story. I love it. So she's so she's sitting at a bar getting drunk by herself. Okay, she's all she's all like pissed off. Like you do. She's strong and she's pissed off. Independent. Right? She's an independent woman. Okay. Okay. And this couple comes into the bar, kissing right? on each other. And the couple comes in, and the man asks, "Hey, bartender, where's the bathroom at?" And the bartender points to where the bathroom's at. And then the guy turns to his girlfriend and says, "Get me a beer." And he walks to the walks to the bathroom. Okay. Okay. 
Then Kevin Costner's daughter, who's all pissed off. Strong, independent. Strong, strong woman. Her name's Beth, I believe. Um, so she she gives a, 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 a one-minute speech to this girl about how she needs to be strong and don't let anyone fuck you, fuck with you. You be strong. And you don't, be independent. This We're is fucking bullshit. Sexual, yeah. uh, strong, 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 stupid. Don't do be stupid. Minute. Guy comes back from the bathroom. Full on says, where's my, where's my drink at? And then the girlfriend goes, order your own drink. And then walks away. And that's the scene. It has nothing to progress the story with. It's just all to... Just demonstrates that she's strong. And first off, I just want to know, have you ever been in the presence of someone that's walked into a room, asked where the bathroom's at and said, order me a drink and then just storms off and goes to the bathroom? Have you ever done that? Uh, No, because, well, I'm not an asshole and I'm not a fictional asshole either. It was just lazy writing. It just when I was going through it, when we were watching, we're like. Good what's God. the point? What's, what's the, point, the of point, of this? point of this? What's the point of it? We already know through four seasons now she's a strong woman that doesn't take any bullshit. We get that. We don't need an example that doesn't progress the story at all. Yeah. Of her convincing a woman who was presumably in a relationship for some time before this. That like when they were walking, was she was she like, by the way, my dad needs to sell all his cattle. I want to make him sell the cattle this year because he needs to sell the cattle and so I can go and do stuff. No, it's just one scene. It is one. They start the scene with her sitting there staring at her drink at a bar. And then the couple walks in. And then as soon as the girl leaves to get your own fucking drink, then the scene ends. Yeah. So it doesn't do anything to progress the story. All it does is just this little like throw in virtue signal. It might as well be that Hawaii Five-O subway. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. It's very akin to that. It is almost like they got sponsored by Strong Woman and yeah. they had to somehow get into corporate needs us to put in a scene where there's a strong like yes. where Beth shows how strong an independent woman but she needs we need to show that that's getting out into society that she's convincing people to stand up for themselves within a comically short amount of time let's do it okay yeah we can get there well I mean we got all our scenes here about like selling cattle no. or whatever the fuck happened no we don't need, it doesn't need to be long. Really, it doesn't need to be no, long. well I yeah, so we've already shot all that can we get can we get the actress back to to do this one scene, she I just, guess. Yeah, she just needs to. We just need to have five, like five, crappy little scenes. We're gonna get her for a day and a half. We'll get shoot five scenes, and we'll just sh- shove them in willy nilly. <laughs> yeah, right. Throughout. Yeah, they do like they do five different scenes just that five they can pepper in we'll, at any point in time during the show. And they just shoehorn them in wherever yeah. they want. Yep. That, you know, talking it out, and that's why I want to talk to you about it. That's pretty much what they did. I bet. Yeah, and yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, this could be a podcast. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We appreciate it. I really appreciate it. You do? Yeah. I, I think everyone listening deserves like a gold star. Gold star. You know, two thumbs up. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> yeah. If you could give us some stars, it'd be great, too. Yeah. You know, just any amount. It'd be fine. Yeah. And also, if you just want to write like five stars on a piece of paper. Yeah. And, and send uh, it in. Yeah. We don't have a mailing address, but you can just like put it in the tweet mail. Us. Just, well, yeah. T- oh, tweet at us? Yeah. Yeah. Tweet at us. Yeah. Tweet. Five stars. That We'll go old school. Yeah. Thank you, guys.